special. Hello and welcome to Slash Dupe, the movie pitching podcast with a twist. I'm joined by Ryan and Dan today and we've got another special look back at one of the events, seasonal events of this year. Uh, we're going back to June um, and as always we will give the event our special Slash Dupe twist. Now we had Father's Day which we did recently and on that one we looked at famous movie fathers um, and extrapolated them into their own movies. With this one we're looking at the June solstice. Now I know what some of you are thinking because that's what we were thinking. We covered the solstice when we did um, our seasonal uh, episode where we went over uh, a sort of year's worth or a, or a cross-section of the year's seasonal events. Um, but for this one, we're taking midsummer or the summer solstice, uh, which is sort of between June 20th, June 25th. We're taking the idea of it being the longest day of the year. Um, being the longest day of the year, it is twilight. It's technically twilight the whole day. Now, I know what you're thinking. Twilight, the movie Twilight, adaptation of Stephanie Meyer's book series Twilight. Who doesn't love an entire day of twilight? Um, nobody. <laughs> That's Do you who, mean oh. an entire day of the films or the books or of Twilight, Well, the state? Uh, well, this, obviously the state is where it Thank comes you. from, but I am talking about the movies, the Twilight movies. Um, everybody's favourite, love so to hate I, them or I hate was, to love them. I was a teen, unlike you two, during the, 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 the rain out. Proud not to be a teen during Twilight, mm -hmm. I'll be honest with you. So I had feverish arguments with ex-girlfriends who loved Twilight and I fucking hated it. I still, to this day, have not seen a single Twilight movie. Wow. Um, so, And I probably never will. So, you know, and, and it was... I know, saw them the know. way that, like, a crime scene investigator investigates the murder of a young woman, you know? Like, with oh, a... This is, that is a really bizarre start. <laughs> with a sort of... Like, but you have to With do a it. sort of morbid and professional <laughs> yeah. curiosity um, <laughs> through the lens of, uh, of, it, of there being a greater good to, to what I'm doing, uh, being in, in, in and around the film industry. So, no, sorry, Ryan, carry 20, on. You, you were saying... 20, 21st of June as well. Was supposed to be a very special day in the UK, you know, restrictions lifting day for COVID regulations. Mm -hmm. um, Mike Skinner from the streets wrote an entire song about it. Who's got the bag? About all the good fun we were going to have on the twenty first yeah, of June. You keep trying to push that you know, for me to listen to, and I haven't listened to it. It's yet. a banger, trust. <laughs> but so you know, there's that's uh, so that's the day. Yeah, that's so, the day we're focusing. But on. listen, don't turn off. Don't turn away. Um, don't touch that dial. Yeah, uh, listen to the song afterwards. <laughs> yeah, don't turn off because you hear Twilight, because we're not going to be talking about Twilight. This is this is where I tell you how we give it our slash dupe twist. What we're doing is we're taking the subtitles of the Twilight movies, of which, of course, at home you will all know, is in order, New Moon, Twilight New Moon, Twilight Eclipse, and Twilight Breaking Dawn. That's Breaking Dawn, not Breaking Bad. And we're going to take the three... Before, hang on, go before on. we go on, New Moon... New Hope, Eclipse, Empire Strikes Back, Darkness, mm -hmm. Breaking, uh, Dawn. Dawn, Breaking Dawn, Return, Return of the Jedi, of Jedi, like the the bringing of the light. So not only uh, <laughs> don't, don't get me started on <sighs> them. Stephanie Meyer, what a bitch. hero, <laughs> what a legend, Stephanie yeah. Meyer, legend. Mm. 
infamous. Yeah, so there is, yeah, and, yeah there's look, no we, we have to. We have to, look, there's one thing that I would be thankful for for Stephanie Meyer, and that mm. is without Twilight, we wouldn't have had E.L. James create Fifty Shades of Grey series, which was famously based off of Twilight fan fiction. And that wouldn't have, and I use this term in all puns intended, thrust in that level of sexual energy into the day-to-day lives and sort of break a lot of taboos when it comes to um, the way that people perceive sex. And I know you're looking at that, Dan. I know you're doing that because it's a horrible, it's a really fucking horrible relationship, right? It's not just that. And there's loads of other things. But there was, but I know did a you, lot of people... Assuming you read all of them, did you? No, definitely not. But, <laughs> okay. um, but the thing did is... Did you listen to that podcast that you love so much? No, I, I didn't even. The plots but the things. thing is, like, okay. I knew a lot of uh, friends and, um, like, for example, my um, my girlfriend at the time, her father was more kinky than her mother. And it was only after reading those books did she realise that some of the stuff wasn't as taboo as it was seen before. And, you know, it helped feverently uh, in that sexual relationship. So, you know, I sort of, it did bring, the, and, you know, people were literally cutting the front covers off the books to read them because they were too ashamed to be seen reading it in public because it was too sexy. Okay, I'll, I'll give it that. So that it's it not like, I don't, I don't the condone the content. The ability to talk about Yes, it kink. did. And yeah, talk about kink and bring it so it didn't become a weird conversation anymore because it became so far into the, the, the zeitgeist, if you will. became a weird conversation. Yes, of course it did. Yeah, <laughs> that is really fucking weird. So that's the only thing that I will thank Stephanie Meyer for. I Wow. I did not and, think that we would we yeah. would get into Fifty Shades of Grey. We started with Twilight. We were going to make it Fifty <laughs> yeah. Shades of Grey. Um, and maybe um, there is... Uh, what, what are the subtitles? No, it's Fifty Shades mm. Dark and all that. We can't do anything with no. that. We're, gonna, that we're not going to touch Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah. Uh, not, that is, not on, now, that no. is on Slash Dupe After Dark. <laughs> we'll do yeah. that one. <laughs> um, but for this one, you're right. We have a, almost the sort of uh, Star Wars mirroring um, New Moon, Eclipse and Breaking Dawn. Um, go on, Ryan. Well, you, you have led very nicely... Uh, into with the touch on Star Wars, um, I think I've got an idea for New Moon. If you guys would let me go first, go ahead. So, so the format we're going to do is we're going to take a title each, um, and we're going to give it our slash dupe spin as if it was never attached to the Twilight Saga, which I for one um, am all for. And we're going to take the title and we're going to form our slash dupe movie idea just from the title alone. Um, all right. Yes, and you're first, Ryan. So, as we look up in the night sky, we see our moon. Right? I don't know what its technical scientific name is. Uh, Luna? In fact, if you if you know what the scientific name is, come and jump on our socials and tell us what that is. You know, you can just search Slash Jeep, find us everywhere, we beat the algorithm, but mostly focusing on, you know, big socials, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Find us at Slash Jeep. Tell us what the scientific name of the moon is, but... Yeah, you know, we look it up is in the Luna, sky. but that's but but jump on and t- tell us anyway. Yeah, um, tell us the the Latin name for it. I don't know. Um, I, I'm, I'm also going to go out and sure say that Luna is the Latin name for it. Yeah, um, but jump on okay, our yeah, socials enough, and tell us anything you want. <laughs> yeah, tell us about the you know there's a crater on there called like Hercules or something like that. Tell us about that one. That was really happy. Anyway, <laughs> tell us about a crater. Point, yeah. Point I'm making is 
the moon, right? And we know that it doesn't it it's do made something cheese, like as we all know <laughs> control our Wallace tides or whatever. Yeah. You know, like or whatever. I don't know if that's a myth or if that's the thing. No, no, like, no. It definitely controls the tides. Okay, cool. <laughs> that's not a myth either. <laughs> There's well, very like, few things I know for sure. That's no, one the Earth is flat anyway, so it's fine, fine, fine. No, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> so anyway, right? So we look up in the night sky and suddenly uh-huh. boom, a new moon appears. Oh. Right? In the same size or uh-huh. there of of our current moon what does that do to upset the earth's balance it'll and be in like what way godzilla versus kong right. two moons did duking elon it out. musk create that moon <laughs> how was did. it put there you know all these billionaires yeah. going up to space is it there is it is it a planet in itself is it a living being like who's what's the space race to get to that new moon first of all and what they're going to do with it uh do they want to do they want to blow it up because it's upset the world you know it's a disruptor which is a word that's used in my uh, business lingo quite a lot interesting it's a disruptor what do you do with a disruptor in your business just like the way that i i felt so you know king kong was a disruptor and all he wanted to do was be loved and the world shut him down because he was a big gorilla right <laughs> just wanted to love a, a, a lovely blonde woman just like me um <laughs> hashtag ryan still single uh but other you know, like, uh, it's, it's different it's different and it's new at the at the point of publish of publication yeah mm. hashtag ryan is still single yes. <laughs> yeah you never know in the next couple of weeks you might find someone that's true but what I'm saying is, what what would this so like? What would it do? You know, people like okay, cool, can explore it. The governments want to blow it up. Uh, what's it doing to our Earth? You know, that sort of thing. That's what it's and finding. So, out, like, really, once they get up there, the trick is like finding out whether it's a clone or an exact copy of the Moon, and then carbon dating it to find out. Or if you can, I assume you can has still it, carbon has date Has it always things. been there? And yeah, and stuff like know. that. Is it older? Is it newer? Is it? And then that sort of says like maybe where it's come from. I know, quite a good a, a new moon has has been discovered in our in our atmosphere and then so is this are you doing like a this is going to happen now and it's going to start a new space race or and, and the corporations Ooh. like amazon and 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 you know um elon musk get involved or are you going to do it back in the day and this is a film where it changes the space race because at the at the exact point where they're looking to go to the moon another one appears that's a great question i think with and also at the time of recording, the trailer for What If just got released. Oh, right. I haven't seen that yet. Uh, so, you know, that what is. What if like... a second moon appears? Right, but like. The yeah, Russians and, landed on and... moon two, but the Americans landed on moon one. But the Russians Moon's dispute that win. it is even the second moon. They say it's the first moon. Exactly. So it's like, I think, I think that is a good lens, actually. So, what would the space, how would the space race be different? there was two moons where people give less of a shit about it because you're not just trying to claim the only one that's up there. I think, I think it's quite interesting. I think there's, there's actually a lot in such a simple concept. You can actually extrapolate Mm. that into, and sort of tackle quite a lot of different, different sort of themes. And yeah, but I I suppose it would be, yeah, I with these things, I think you can sometimes go broad uh, and you can make it a bit more of a sort of worldwide thing. Or you can go narrow and narrow it down on a key couple of of astronauts, scientists. I don't know. What are you? How are you feeling? How would this be presented to the to the audience if it's a film I, or a TV show? Or I quite like the idea of it. Is uh, our through the line. thing is I quite like the idea of it being like half a disaster movie, 
So new it moon turns first, up, wouldn't it? Yeah. And then all the tides are all messed up. The thermohaline cycle, which is a real mm -hmm. thing, you can Google that. Um, <laughs> yeah, because you just did. <laughs> no, no, I learned it. I learned it when I was back in <laughs> okay. geography in school. Um, that all gets messed up as well, and so it's like the first half of it is a disaster movie, and then having to live with that change, and then what the idea of that change brings. Do you want to then reset it? As I said, blow it up. What does that mean? Could it mean extension? If we can safely blow it up or just like put some boosters on it and send it off towards the sun, that's how it works. Um, <laughs> to reset the earth back to what we're used to, you know, and then you've got your Do You know what? Of... Then you'd have the people who are like, the at, you know, anti-blowing up the second moon, you know? They'd yeah. be like, they're like yeah. a cult, they surface, right? And they're the people trying to undo it. So half of the earth is destroyed because of this new moon and all the survivors are trying to send a rocket up. They're trying to get up there with their limited resources now. And then the, a little bit interstellar-ish. The... But there's yeah. this cult that's dangerous cult that's being like, no, this is the way it's supposed to be. The second moon is, is the second coming or, you know, is the it's going to bring us blah, blah, blah. You know, they have that sort of angle. A bit like the leftovers where they have that sort of cult in there. And here's the director mm. sequel. Uh, director video sequel. Director video sequel. Because yeah, 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 okay. of course there here's, is one. Yeah. yeah. It's set thousands of years in the future because of the trajectory that the moons have been on and the gravitational force, they are going to collide. Yeah, of course they are. And what do they do? And it's a bit of like the a answer, Mad Max crossed with Interstellar. And the answer like is mad fusion. They basically build like a sonic A second spring. Earth. They build like a sonic spring pad the size of the moon. Uh -huh. So that as it collides, it just goes and just goes back <laughs> the other way around. That is really And then they don't have to worry about it. And That's... then the third one, what happens when that comes back on the other side and they've got to try and turn the whole planet to no, get No, now they're living, on, they're living on some sort of space colony and it's gonna, the second moon is going to collide with them. That's what happens when it comes to the third one, right? There you go. New moon. Literally, a new moon turns up. Yeah. Simple, effective, Great. as usual. Um, yeah. Um, you hate it as one. usual. <laughs> no, I hate it as usual. No, I'm on board with that. I like that. That's an incredibly uh, uh, simple and sort of, but broad in scope sort of sci-fi idea. There's a film called Another Earth, um, but but I sort of, but of course, that it's very different when you have two Earths. But I think the idea, it's actually much simpler and also much more interesting to to have just this this object appear that you know yeah. and you don't know. I sort of like it. It's yeah, it's very exciting. I think it would be remiss of me not to go second, considering that uh, I have chosen or I have been saddled with Eclipse, uh, which is the second of the three films, or the second of the three sequels, rather. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, very broadly with um, Eclipse, is I'm going to mash up two things. Now, um, I'm going to mash up... The type of sci-fi space opera that Halo is, that by the way I haven't really seen in films, I don't think, and I can be happily, I'm happy to be corrected in the comments, but you don't really see that sort of broad space opera and the sort of marine sort of thing mixed together. Um, I know you get the space opera with sci-fi and Star Trek, and I know you get the sort of space marine stuff with the, with a variety of other things, and in, and it broadly across a lot of media video games, tabletop, all sorts of things, you really get that sort of Warhammer 
sort of vibe as well. You get it quite broadly across a lot of things with a little bit of magic in there. Because if you think about the arbiters and all that sort of stuff, they all have sort of slight magical powers because they're aliens and things. But I just don't see it broadly in the movie space. And I really miss that kind of... I thought Jupiter Ascending was going to do that. And there's a lot... We can talk about that for 100 years, but... But it didn't really pull that off. There are talking lizards in it, which are fucking you huge hulking sort of talking lizards. They're like out of like a fucking like you know Legend of Zelda game. Um, uh, but but it didn't really quite do it right. But but there's something in the idea of taking Halo and taking. I read a book. Um, I think it's called Broken Angels. It's the sequel to uh, Altered Carbon which everyone will probably know from Netflix. There was a, a season one, season two of Alter Carbon currently mm-hmm. um, up to date now. Um, and the book is like a sort of legendary, hard-boiled, sort of noirish cyberpunk novel. And I love the novel. But the second book is like a kind of space-faring uh, Indiana Jones. So they're sort of going to dig sites and going to different places on planets and they're unearthing these dark secrets. But there's this sort of hench, sort of built-up military guy, at the, you know, doing it with them. He's the main character, the sort of guy from... He's an envoy from, from Altered Carbon, from the first one. So I think Eclipse needs to be about that exact... Like a planet-hopping adventure. So there's like wars going on in this system. This this militaristic sort of mad space opera where there's like proper planet-side wars going on. But in between this war zone planet or this series of war-torn planets, there's this there's a small ragtag group of people that are going in and trying to unearth these, you know, like an Indiana Jones. They're trying to unearth alien artifacts and objects. And they're almost like they need to extract them from... They're being paid, a bit noirish, you know, they're being paid by the shadowy organization to extract these alien artifacts from the war-torn planets, um, you know, before the the war takes over the whole place. So you have, like... This this sort of archaeological, sort of uncharted in space is basically what I'm thinking, right? <laughs> it's like the uncharted games, but in space, and that's basically the touchstone. Now I can now that's to <laughs> distill it. So you know, I don't know because you still have the sort of the gunplay, the intrigue, the villains, mm. but but you set it you know amongst this sort of these war torn system of planets, let's say. Um, so and what are they? What are the things? What are the MacGuffins they're trying to find? I do, I think it would depend on whether. The alien races in this one still exist. So if you're going to do like a Halo thing, and there, you know, sci-fi can really be broadly divided into those categories, can't they? There's mm. sci-fi with aliens and sci-fi without aliens. You know, you look at Battlestar Galactica, and it's sci-fi with lots of lots of amazing heady themes, lots of stuff going on, no aliens. And well, then you look at something like Star Cylons. Trek. Oh yeah, yeah, Cylons. but they are 100% like robots that have been, you know, evolved. Right, that's true. Yeah, but but in something like Star Trek or Star Wars, you very clearly have alien races. So I don't know if you say that. What if what they're finding they think is aliens, and as it goes through, they realize it's just humans that have been there thousands of years before. Yeah, yeah, you could do something like that. Our humans are like we we never really see like the ancient civilizations like the Egyptians and the Babylonians made all these things on Earth. But what happens if they, we're just reliving a cycle? So the eclipse, the idea of this, this cycle mm, goes round and round and round, yeah, yeah. and they're coming to the end of this cycle of humanity, and they're finding out that 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 everything they think they're doing, like getting out there and like 
has all been done before. Yeah, and while the and war is incidental to them initially, it actually becomes the thing that is the extinction event. They find that actually this yeah. war that they're sort this of really just trying to avoid is almost like for like the events that absolute repetition of what went before. To wipe out the civilization. Yeah, yeah, and as they do that, they leave sort of time capsules as well, and and I I don't think it has a happy ending. I think. It does. They, they read the, the last thing about repeats. the war. The cycle yeah. continues and goes again. Yeah. Ryan, you were going to say? Well, like, you've ever hanging gardens of Babylon and they apparently, they, you know, they had like a, I don't really know what it is. Was it, was it like, um, like, a, like a rudimentary kind of like piston irrigation to bring water like up? And like, right. that's how sort of like, I guess, like, um, like siphoning they would basically be able to like siphon the water and use the pressure to bring it up onto the other levels and it's like nobody had that for for hundreds of years afterwards because it was so advanced you know like bonks so that's sort yeah. of sick and bonks. you know now we can now we can have it but you know it's like witchcraft back then bringing water from the ground up up all the way up here you know so this is like witchcraft. yeah humanity so, has become super advanced and then wiped and then been wiped out sort of thing yeah I also sort of like this is not I don't know if this can be or or can't be related but there's something awesome in Strata which is a which is an early science fiction novel by um by Terry Pratchett who uh, himself sort of aped Ring, Larry Niven's Ringworld he sort of just basically did a spoof of it but I sort yeah. of like the idea that the main character what they do is when they terraform worlds is they go in and they build fake um fake sort of backstory to the world so they build in <laughs> the the skeletons and they build stuff in to sort of when people are digging for them they have mm. something to find they find something yeah yeah so I, d- I don't know if there's something like a more serious version of that that like if these worlds are being created by a more human force rather than a godlike force or a nature a natural sort of force then maybe they're being created in a particular way for a particular reason i don't quite know what it is but then also also, I'm just going to steal from Strata, maybe. But like, I think they end up going to a spherical world that is actually, it's actually uh, an entirely um, sort of artificial world that's been engineered to function as a, so all of the internal parts are designed to function um, as a spherical world would, but it's actually, and it's all falling apart in the book, um, but it's actually entirely mechanical. So I cut, and it has a core and everything, and inside the core. So I don't know if there's something interesting in that, if the, if it's like an artificial world that they're fighting on, so that so that as you go down, you don't go to the heart of this world is is not a naturally sort of broiling, um, sort of pit of lava as it would be, you know, in uh, in our world, but it's like an artificially created sort of vortex of lava that. You know, so I don't know. I find that kind of interesting in the science fiction world. I haven't really seen anything that goes into an entire like-for-like sort of artificial world, Earth. I don't know. That could be one of the one of the war-torn planets. You know. So where does the of... eclipse come into it? As Dan said quite rightly, of course, because I had no idea. Um, it's uh, it's the cycle that repeats itself. You know, oh, yeah. it's it's the entire covering of the land by war. To the point where it resets to background after the eclipse finishes to be mm-hmm. as it was before, and then cycle. Oh, just like when Fry is trapped in the in the thingy in <laughs> Futurama, and you see it all get destroyed and then rebuilt. Basically, like again. Futurama, yeah. <laughs> <I> <laughs> so basically, basically everything is like Futurama, yeah. 
Um, so yeah, that's that's Eclipse, um, something that I'm very proud of being able to have completely rambled and basically just talked about three different properties um, that I would smash together. We just can we just smash them together? Yeah, well, I think we can as long as they don't resemble it. It's like um, music, isn't it? As long as it just Look, you can put it, you can put smashed avocados on toast. Why not do it with three properties in a film? <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. So, but that what that does is it leaves uh, Breaking Dawn. There is a part one and part two. We're just going to just make Breaking Dawn. Well, the books, the books were just, you know. Just one. Was yeah. it just one book? Okay, fair enough. So they just like they smashed the Hobbit into three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, although actually, by the way, that would be quite exciting to do uh, an unexpected journey in Battle of the Five Armies, isn't it really? Oh, sorry. There was episode. more. There's more than that in the Twilight novel series. <gasps> oh no. Are we learning something new? Is there a yeah? Super I just I just assumed one, there was fifth one rather New Moon Eclipse and Breaking Dawn, but there's Life and Death Midnight Sun. Okay, mm. well we're gonna have to tackle I mean, that, that at the end, aren't we? That ruins everything, doesn't it? <laughs> um, yeah. Mine is very simply a follow-up to The Office, and it follows the receptionist <laughs> from said office, whose name, of course, is Dawn. Whose name, of course, is Dawn. We can all say we've been up at the crack of dawn. <laughs> yeah, everyone's been One of, one of mine of Sean's, and maybe we can talk about this with your friend Sam Pei, who has the... Song by Song podcast, yeah. Song by Song podcast. Uh, one of my favourite Tom Waits quotes is, uh, I'm so horny, the crack of dawn better watch yourself around me. <laughs> I think Love it. It's such an amazing bit it's of poetry. a very Tom Waits line, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so we have uh, Dawn. Uh, I imagine it has to start at the crack of dawn. I imagine. Does it start yes, with David um, Brent? Is David Brent? Does he feature in it, or is this something you I want think, to tease us to? I us think the end? yeah. Well, no, I think I think it does have little flashbacks of that, but it's um, it's the consequent marriage of her and Tim Tim Canterbury. <laughs> yeah. Um, the and their. The dissolve of their marriage, right? Okay, we're going possibly, dark. okay, and possibly the redemption of their marriage by the but end. Because we love Dawn and Tim and Dawn. I really want to see a dis- dissolution of a marriage where they're both good people who are who just you know who also just don't are get on friends. Anymore. Yeah, because I they think... realise they only really they only really got together because of David Brent <laughs> yeah. and like his. So the his movie is warrior. them hunting down David Brent so that they can try and find him. To sort Could of bring it? the spark back into their relationship. Well, I think it, I think it's I think it's like the, maybe we never re- I, maybe we never really see what they do, but this uh, sort of the the breakdown of of that relationship, or or maybe her well, did... and her thing in like therapy through therapy sessions as well. So it is it maintains that sort of mockumentary, sessions. yeah, yeah so mockumentary yeah. thing where they see her in in therapy. Did Tim ever prank Dawn? Because I know he did it to Gareth a lot. No, didn't he, he pranked Gareth no. and then Dawn and him. Like so maybe it's she's like listen i know all your tricks mate you can't you can't prank me i'm married to you I literally oh, that's I, good. That's we, a we good share a credit card yeah. we share a credit card i know everything that you do and then uh, i see so it's so not it's like, like breaking dawn like breaking. you know like her mental spirit or whatever 
he's trying to get the ultimate prank on her and then maybe well, maybe you... that's also a, a go- yeah. ongoing thing yeah, for him I as well so. and then that brings a bit of spark back into their relationship doesn't it that that's part yeah. of like a few bait and switches later on in the movie oh so it's just like oh look there's oh look there's something on my desk which means probably she opens up a filing cabinet yeah, here's the actual. He's like, oh god, like, is it that easy? And you know, yeah, and, and Tim's someone's upset because he's someone's working from home now. Tim, the door. He? Yeah, you know, he's got a job where he can work from home, so they're in each other's space. Mm-hmm. But it's not quite the same as it was in the office environment. Because well, there's know? no one else to prank. Yeah, yeah. probably means we're going to get knock on the door in three, two, one, and then yeah, there's the knock on the door. <laughs> and she just and knows obviously turns up every now and again. Mm. Got to have that. Do they so is it, like, do they have an out an out building where he works from there and he keeps coming in and going like maybe no they build one or something there's no maybe they build one in here. or they they're trying to build one yeah. that's part of the thing they yeah. were trying to build it and it's never every every episode there's like one more brick but nothing yeah ever and Gareth that's generally. why he so that's why he comes around Gareth is like the handyman they know quote unquote so he's, he's always there it. to do handy work for them yeah um, and then building the stuff together. And then that's how he can get his little pranks in here and there. But he can't yeah. prank too much because if he pranks Gareth, he doesn't get the fucking we'll building done, it. right? Yeah. So like Dawn is like, no pranks, no pranks. Just get, get the work done, right? We've got another kid on the way, you know, like or something, you know, it's like we've got to get yeah, this yeah. thing done. Um, yeah, I, I, I think that's really good. And I think like, well, so maybe, maybe we don't, I mean, I don't, if you want to have the dissolution of the marriage, also, if you want to tell us anything about what's going on at home, Dan, you can. Um, <laughs> but if, if you want to have the dissolution of the marriage in there, we can. And I do think, by the way, um, not enough movies really well, more... handle it well. Because I think they just go, divorce bad, someone must be evil, and all divorces mm-hmm. are bad. Like, movies don't really handle it with the sort of notion that we're all human beings that change constantly. Um, mm-hmm. And, and uh, I'm, I'm just not sure. I think the, in modern times, you might want to send a positive message about positive... I mean, I'm not going to say yeah. unconscious, whatever it is, conscious uncoupling or whatever. But but like, um, <laughs> but the idea of that of sort of separation not necessarily being an evil, which would have been the case under sort of yeah. Christian ideology and law, I guess. Um, yeah, Dan, you were saying. No, that was the, that was basically. It doesn't necessarily have to be. Maybe it's the breakdown of like they're, they're married, they got kids. It's like how a bit like outnumbered, but not, but lot like more sort of mockumentary style than that, and like how her life like she talks in her therapy sessions about that's not quite how she expected her life to turn out and um but it doesn't necessarily mean need to lead to divorce it's just like the the breaking down of dawn but Mm. then only to be rebuilt again i guess as a bigger stronger dawn so then also could you say that so that she's got a career now that's doing better than him or they're all the same but her Mm. career has some sort of connection to the word breaking i know it's tenuous but like you do that and then it doesn't have to necessarily yeah, be I a see, wholly yeah. bad thing so she mm. could i don't have an idea what that is right now she's but. uh owns she owns a stables now yeah she breaks in yeah. she breaks in new that's horses awesome. and the, and so the idea of breaking horses and having like and training horses i walked through a stable the other day or a whole set of stables and it, and it was actually quite i've never really been around i've seen horses in the wild and gone and hung out with them <laughs> in a normal fashion <laughs> Um, right. Someone said, "Do you right, want to come mate, see my horse going. and things like that?" Yeah, but I've never like it was in an open sort of um, uh, trailhead pathway uh, in in um, Dorking. But like I walk mm. through, and it's sort of amazing to be in a place with like thirty horses all stabled up, and and they, and somebody running a horse round a a ring of mud, and like and then all the trails around there have sand on them, and we were and we walking around going, "Why is there sand on all these trails?" And they put them down, tons and tons of sand, because I imagine uh, that the horses are coming back and forth through them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, 
so I think that's a really interesting location for someone to go and work as well, you know, to have a documentary crew, to have a person there who's have, who has an interesting marriage, has a couple of kids, goes and works at a, at a stables. It's, it's an interesting location, isn't it? Yeah. Um, there's lots yeah. of drama there as well and lots of metaphor for when someone she's breaking the horses and having know? a wife, yeah. having a husband, you know, who sometimes needs a bit of breaking in as well, right? Um, yeah. Yeah, I kind of like that. I don't know if, like... I don't know if anyone else. So David Brent has to make the perfect cameo. That's the problem, and it should yes. be. I don't. It shouldn't be a post-credits cameo because that's that throws away the idea that he's integral to the film. But like him mm-hmm. just popping in at the exact right moment, the exact right way. I can't even possibly imagine what that would be like. Um, no. Maybe he's doing a photo shoot for something, and he needs he needs to look like a cowboy he's, on a horse. We, uh, uh, unbelievably, he's become he like he got big, and he's he's a horse owner. Yeah, somehow. yeah, and, but the horse then, doesn't he, respect him, right? Oh, at the, all. the horse fucking yeah, absolutely. And the horse he wa- he wants to try and get this horse into the races because <laughs> yeah. so he thinks he's going to make some more money. He spent all of his all of his yeah, money. all of his he money. won something all his money on, on this like horse. One single that fucking, went that went really big. Yeah, yeah, fucking bollocks as well. The, the horse is awful. <laughs> what would the and name it's probably of called the horse like be? the horse has got to be like um what was it? What's the highway one? Free love oh, on the free yeah. love freeway. It's It'll be, be called free love freeway yeah, or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Free love freeway. And it, yeah. and it just doesn't obey him at all. And <laughs> so that's where our cameos in every every week. He's like in the back, just getting thrown off his horse. Yeah, or something like yeah. That. Well, actually, kind of, an interview. it's kind of nice that he maybe plays like third fiddle in the movie. Almost like it's yeah. not his focus movie, but he is in there. He does come to the trade. Like every time she's at work, he comes to try and. Does this, know, does this mean they've hired the Gareth as a stable hand? Oh, that's also brilliant, isn't it? Yes. This is like a fucking one. sequel to The Office that needs to be made, isn't it? Like, you okay, smashed yeah. it. Yeah. And Ricky, it's set at the stable. Give us a call. <laughs> that's the main thing. Um, that's fantastic. So, what, okay, there's one other thing then. Um, what's the reason? The, the, the final thing that I would have to know or we'd have to figure out is why is the camera crew going to be following them everywhere? I get, I get like filming the sessions, I think that's really good. You, you just oh, have is it, it like, like the horse the reunion. race crew or something. You have it like the reunion, don't you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You either, you either no, have it like assist- yes. Yeah, the new. There's a new. No, maybe he's paying them new... out of his own pocket, man. David Bre- David Brent is paying the entire crew out of his own pocket because yeah. he wants to watch the rise of this this horse. But of yeah. course, but they found something more, more interesting. Yes, exactly it. And, and he's yeah. always trying to pedal to the different streaming services. Yeah. All yeah. the time on on camera, and he's paying, and so it's sort of interesting to have the interplay between. Because um, you remember, yeah. like in the in the. Can office, we say that on Netflix? Bit... We're not actually on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, do you think Amazon? Will let us say that. You know, we're not we're not actually we're not affiliated with Amazon at all. Like the camera yeah. crew, like the that narrator is just constant, oh, and he just ignores it every time. Yeah, I love that. God, are they even going to understand this on Hulu? Yeah. <laughs> Because I think it was it was the British office where she'd unplugged her, her mic right at one point and got up and left and like and asked Gareth out or something. Or am I thinking of the American office? Both fantastic in different ways. But what, there's one. So I think there is one point in the British British office where there's the real acknowledgement of the artifice of the, of being recorded and stuff. Mm. So, mm-hmm. but I sort of like that. That's because they're not a professional camera crew. They're just being paid by David Brent. They sort of are a bit. Maybe they're trying to make their magnum opus as well. So there's just a little bit of interference from the camera crew. I just think there's something you can do with that. Um, yeah. Yeah. I like I, that's that's too good an idea, really. 
All right, quick fire round. So there were there is two more in. So, the, that, in so the, they're the novels. So we'd be forgiven for for coming up with ideas yes. that aren't quite as good as. So, as, so as quick quick fire. The Life and Death was a novel, which was a reimagining of the original books with a gender swapped Edward and Bella to become Edith and. Uh, so is Bo. that is that fanfic? No, this is in canon. Wow. Okay. Shocking that those things that things. So it's like but it's called Life and Death. So. I feel like it's uh, so it would be like it would be like a Pixar sort of film about like a rubbish death, and and like a, I don't know like like a rubbish key. It would be like it's a, about oh, it's about life who's given up on life. Yeah, and yes, death, exactly. It. Its yeah. partner has to like yeah. has to come out and try and reinvigorate life yeah. about life because life is only meaningless because of death, and death is only meaningless because of life. So death is the one being like, come on, you've got to. You know, you've got, yeah. you've got to keep going. And look at all these people that have died and what a wonderful life they've had. Yeah. Mm. And they, these people wouldn't be, yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. You have almost like a depressed life with a death wish. And death is saying, no, you can't have that. You know, you can't. Yeah. Life turns up on death's door going, can you, um, can you take me now? Is that I love that. Right? On death's door, I'm, literally. literally I, yeah. I know I'm here early, but come yeah, on. Yeah. <laughs> This is all great trailer material. That's that's all the stuff that would be in the trailer. In the teaser, you know, that comes out like three years before Pixar gets around to releasing it. Yeah. All right. And, and then last done. one. Gone. Yeah, done. Next. Not done. Done. Next one is Midnight Sun. Oh, Cowboy well, movie. Listen, uh, do you know what it's got to be? It's got to be um, a film about the Blade characters and the Midnight Suns, isn't it? There's a whole bunch of villains in in the um, in the Blade universe. Uh, maybe we can refresh ourselves on who they are. But... Midnight Suns is a fictional team of superheroes in the American Hells Hellstrom, Jennifer Kale, Morbius, Doctor Strange, Ghost Rider. There you go. Uh, Johnny Blaze. So it's a, yeah, so a, it's just a supernatural. It's a Marvels. It's Marvels. Yeah. So, so it's yeah. just a road movie, a supernatural road movie with the in the style and spirit of of um, of like a James Gunn sort of Suicide Squad type Guardians of the Galaxy thing. Um, and you have these guys. Moon Knight's a well, brilliant. Hold Moon on a minute. Hold brilliant. on a minute. That I already exists. That's not a slash dupe. That already like Midnight Suns yeah. is already a thing. Is a thing. We need to slash dupe it. We're literally stealing. Yeah. <laughs> From the worst people we could possibly steal from, like, <laughs> yeah, with, they with, will with an entire an entire them. building of lawyers. Well, so, I'm, not, you know, I'm, like, not, I'm just telling you what you Midnight know. Sun is the follow up to New Moon, where there are now two suns. Two suns. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Okay, this is when the franchise like um, uh, like Sharknado reaches its sort of yeah. you know, jump the Nadia. shark literally. Yeah. Then mm-hmm. it, then in comes. Um, yeah, midnight. Another sun. Yeah, a sun and, that turns and it, up at and midnight. And it eclipses its own sun with the other sun. Well, that doesn't and make the sense. And the two moons. But it, but you have does. a double. You have a double eclipse. Well, I mean, the two moons. You know, there was two suns. there was that it's town in sun. there was that town in Canada that reached fifty degrees, didn't it? And basically, like the pavement started melting, and wow. someone was telling me that after fifty-four degrees, the human body just gives up. So right. what happens? Like it's just that's too hot for a human. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's double function. sun heat. So what does um, that mean? Yeah. What does that mean? I know that there are literally underground pathways in Texas. Well, that's it. In Everyone Texas would have to start living hot. underground, right? That's the thing. Mole people. 
So or go and live on one of the moons. Yeah, yeah, but then oh, they have to build all the stuff underground. No, they have like to start Island. populating. They can finally travel to the dark side of the moon because it's not dark anymore. <laughs> dark, the dark side of the moon is now what is now the light side of the moon. Yeah, well. because it's just because it's the moon is now completely in light. I'm not now, sure. Listen, Pink, I love Pink you, Floyd man, would but like I'm a word not sure you. you know anything about the moon. Yeah, yeah, I don't know anything about the moon. I literally don't. I'm a consultant. I don't know anything about the moon. I can, I can, I can sell you a dream the about the moon. <laughs> Say a dream about the moon. Yeah. Well, I, I think they're considering the amount of time you had to come up with them again. Um, I, I, I rate both of those ideas. Um, and all of them. So that was our so that was our take on um, the the longest day of the year, the UK, the the, the solstice, bringing us twilight all day, um, and we just gave you uh, twilight for you know however long it's been an hour or so, um, giving you the uh, titles. Felt like the longest day. Of the year, <laughs> yeah, it did, didn't it? Longest day. Um, giving you uh, everything you always wanted to know about. New moon, uh, breaking horny, dawn, and horny parents, eclipse. So yeah, well that was great, and we've got uh, we've got some more guests coming up for you this season um, as we close off season one, and we have a handful of other interesting uh, special episodes like this one. Uh, we just need you guys to feed back in the comments. What do you like? What would you like to see? Give us some of your own ideas. Um, and let us know if you brought anyone else into the Slash Duke fold. When you talk about Slash Duke, and we know you do, what other good ideas do those people you talk to come up with when you tell them about the premise of Slash Duke? Give us their ideas. Get them on board. Get them to to send us uh, some of their thoughts. If it's a line, if it's or if it's like Taj and it's basically an entire treatment for something, um, we'll we'll take the lot. Uh, we're very excited to uh, to hear from you guys at home as well. So. That just leads me to to thank you, Dan and Ryan. Thank you. Thank you, Sean. Thank you, Dan. And thanks, uh, everyone, for listening. Bye.